Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, tip. cats, the cats. Tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown. Kentucky. Touchdown. Kentucky. <laughs> Victory. Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want. You dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. Rubbish! There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you, October 14th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Radio 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your Friday morning. It's the weekend. It's here. We did it. We made it. Everybody should be happy. And just need to start the show, give a very warm, special, KRC shout out to the Chicago Bears. Never change. You all are just such a gift to get to share a division with in the NFL. What a what a game. What a game last night. Nick Roush, how are you? I am happy that I also uh, invested in the West Virginia Mountaineers. Um, so we call Thursday night a push um, at the Roush house. Uh, in Especially the fact that like that West Virginia Baylor was a fun game to watch. Went down to the wire. Uh, a guy named Leg kicked a game winner. Uh, that's always fun. Uh, with thin, that that happened in the final minute, so it was great. It was a, a joy to watch. Uh, meanwhile, the Bears. You had Justin Fields in the red zone throwing interceptions off of guys' helmets. Uh, you had that th- should have been a pi on the third down throw. I'll give him that right, but like. Uh, it, I was very entertained watching Richard Sherman be like, I don't know, you you got this guy who's threw a good deep ball and he runs around really well, and you just didn't do any of that at all, Bears. Like, what you're trying to make him successful in spite of himself, in spite of the play calling. I was I was very amused, very entertained by them going off, uh, and then the fact to like throw up a potential game winner, but it's short of the goal line, just brutal. <laughs> it was as disgusting of a Thursday night football game as we all expected when you when we saw the, these two teams were our Thursday night entertainment. Uh, we were not excited about it. We did not think that it was going to be a quality product. It was not. It was terrible. Three nothing at the half. Kind of lucky to even get that. And then you you get your final score, which the under just thrives in a large large way mm-hmm. of the Commanders winning twelve. To seven, 
uh, yeah, that that. But it actually did kind of have an exciting finish, even in in the ugliness. You had some controversy. You wondered. I mean, a very dramatic last play. Was it in? Was it not in? Was it a catch? But short and. Ultimately, they, they say no catch on that final play. But the game did hang in the balance there, there at the very end. But the Chicago Ooh. Bears stink. Justin Fields, he stinks. And uh, the NFC beast continues. There is a uh, w- one bad beat off of that play, though, because they ultimately ruled that he caught it, but it was just short of the goal line. And oh, the, the so. pro- yeah. The, so the prop for completions was like 13 and a half or something like that. And that hit the over for it um, for Justin Fields. And they, they weren't going to review the play because it was like the last one or whatever. So, yeah, tough, real huh. tough. Because I don't think it was a catch at all. No, his elbow was his elbow hit the ground before it was like a possession sort of deal. And, and you're right. It wouldn't have mattered regardless. So that so uh, there's all there's always some money involved in the whole. Or uh-huh. always got to be some drama there. Uh, Scooter, you're you're quiet. What's up, buddy? I'm, I haven't had my turn yet. That's why I'm quiet. I'm not you quiet ne- today. I'm feeling great. You never I'm, need uh, your turn to chime on in. You know that. Well, you all also know that I didn't watch a whole lot of that game last night. I was I was not excited for it. When it was 3 nothing at halftime, I was like, all right, I'm out of here. Actually, I think I may have saw the beginning of the third quarter, and I was like, yeah, I'm, I just can't do it anymore. So I went to bed early. So I can't chime in on the NFL conversation. But, yeah, I'm good. Birthday's tomorrow. It's Friday. Pumped up. High school football Woo-hoo. tonight. I got to golf yesterday. So, yeah, life, life's pretty good. You did oh, miss a fun pick six right before half in the West Virginia game. They put a coal miner's hat on as, like, their turnover hat. That, that'd be a lot of fun. Scoots, we need to get you a dingus hat, you know, like they have in all the old cartoons. That That's our future birthday gift to you. I'm in. I'd I'd rock the heck out of it. We were not going to give it to you before your birthday. That would be against the rules. <laughs> so you don't have to unwrap this one, buddy. You know what's coming in the mail. So yeah. funny story. I, I went golfing with my brother yesterday, right? And we get done. It's like 7, 730. And I'm like, all right, well, he had to come over to my house, grab something. And he was like, well, you want to go grab some food? And I was like, yeah, let's let's go get some food, whatever. And then right before we're about to leave the course, he looks at me and he was like, actually, let's skip food. Uh, well, I'll just come get that. What he, the tape, he needed to grab a tape gun from me. So he was like, I'll just come get that tape gun and then we'll, we'll part ways. I was like, all right, yeah, no problem. I'll just eat at home. He calls me five minutes after we left the golf course and he's like, hey, we can go get some food. I was like, oh, yeah, what changed your mind? He goes, I forgot it was the commanders and bears on Thursday night football. <laughs> mm, yeah, a lot of a lot of people have that realization. Uh, so that was so that was pretty funny. And then he proceeded. Y'all are gonna love this. He proceeded. We were talking about the whole mine and Trevor's bet because he had the Louisville schedule pulled up for basketball, and he looks at me and he goes, "I see twenty wins here," and I was like, "You are out of your mind." So I got another hundred dollar bet with him. That Louisville doesn't win twenty games. I'm just gonna. I'm. I mean, I might have to oh, turn wow. in my Louisville winnings to my tax lady. Wow. Oh God. you don't have a doubling down, Scoots. Unbelievable. That's crazy. Yeah, that's twenty uh, wins. I don't think I see twenty wins. No, not even close. Mm, Is yeah. your buddy familiar with the Cardinal roster? Oh, he is. Yeah, he he he's one of the ultimate 
butt slappers. Kamari Lands is going to be all ACC, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he's he's out of control. That, that's they're they're the Kamari Land stuff, who I think should be a pretty solid college basketball player before it's all said and done. The the fact that they're all just like Kamari Lands, it'll be Kamari Lands. It's the it's the backup quarterback on steroids here, Roush, because none of these people watched Kamari Lands as a recruit. They have no idea what he. I, I mean, even if even if they had been very familiar with him as a recruit. It, it is always a little bit of a roll of a dice of what a freshman's going to – of what a great high school player is going to be able to do or not be able to do at the college level. We've seen it a million times with freshmen at Kentucky. Uh, most of the time, the, the, the higher-ranked guys outperform the lower-ranked guys, but every so often you'll get a lower-ranked guy that sur- exceeds expectations and you'll get a higher-ranked guy that's a little bit underwhelming – I think where was Kamari Lands ranked? I, like I think some services had him in the 60s. I could be wrong about that, but I don't. I don't think he was a top 30 player really anywhere. So it's they're, yeah. they're, they're treating him as like a top 10 dude. Like all right, we got a sure thing in Kamari Lands. We know that oh, that man. So not not only did got bad news people, for you too, TJ. He was what, like, like 75 to yeah. 85, okay. and ESPN was the only one that had him top 40. They're, everywhere else was seventy-five to eighty-five, and I thought that was the case. And I and I and I I knew some Louisville fans, which is a, I understand they're not the only place to do it. Where you're just going to take the highest ranking and kind of forget about the other ones. But that's why that's kind of what I figured that like he was kind of consensus in one spot that wasn't so pretty, seventies, eighties, somewhere in that ballpark. But I did th- think there was one outlet that had a much higher than the other. So that's so it was ESPN, which is universally considered kind of the worst. Yeah, yep. Okay. That was the only right. one. Uh, consensus, it's like 63 um, because Got ESPN it. really messes with that average. Scoots, you also, I did some more research too because I'm basically a producer and a host at this point. Uh, <laughs> I think you got a pretty good line um, because when bet in Vegas, they do, they they bake in, uh, reg, like they you get conference and NCAA tournaments as part of your win total bets in Vegas. This isn't just regular seasons. And Louisville's numbers at twenty three and a half. So Ooh. that so you were really close to whatever Vegas has it at. I I think like maybe two and a half wins would be their postseason. So really, you only got like one less game than what Vegas is thinking. So, so we we decided that twenty is going to be a push. Anything over twenty, he would win. Anything under, I would win. Yeah, that's a great bet on your part because winning twenty twenty is a pretty. I don't want to say significant milestone, but I feel like that's like the goal of like the 20 win the season is a good college basketball season. I think any coach would say that. And I don't think that I was going to have a good college basketball season that <laughs> at all. So I, I think you made a good bet. Scoots. Thanks. Hopefully it pays off. Also, uh, you you got some good news on Amani Bates yesterday too. I don't know if you saw that. I was going to stir it up with Trevor, but I was I was busy. But uh, Amani Bates is going to get all of his charges are about to get dropped. Say so. it with me. This was never about Amani Bates. It's about yeah. Louisville's incompetency. <laughs> but, but that certainly but, helps. But that okay. Yeah, I we know, we know that it wasn't about a, a Bates. We've heard you say it a thousand times. But that does make you semi as naive as the U of L fans were talking about because you're blindly betting on a team that you know nothing about. 
I mean, I know that they have two guys that can dribble a basketball. I don't know what else more I need to know. I also uh, love that we've done the their their perimeter shooting efficiency. That, that's it is what it is. Louisville's Louisville's going to win sixteen <laughs> games. I'm not worried. <laughs> Scoop says, "I don't know what else you'd want me to know about." I bring up one thing. No, you don't know. No. <laughs> well, but I think to his point is like. If they can't dribble, then that's unlikely that they can also shoot from outside. It's true. Well, we're, we were talking about Eastern Michigan, but oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, fair, I don't fair. know anything about Eastern Michigan. Nothing, fair, one fair, thing. Fair, fair enough about U of L, but whatever. Basketball season's coming. It's going to be interesting. U of L fans are doing what <laughs> a lot of fan bases do, and that's kind of talk yourself into the the optimism of a new season when the doses of reality have yet to hit. But uh, it, it's spring hopes eternal. Hope springs eternal, as they say in the business. Uh, all right, we it's big-time matchup tomorrow. We talked about it yesterday. We're going to talk a lot more about it today. Kentucky, Mississippi State, the Cats can get right back on track with a win. And things don't seem overly optimistic around the U.K. football program. but. Roush, that's why I think tomorrow is even more important because it kind of seems like momentum has stalled. I don't really want to think about where things are going to go if UK were to lose three straight losses. You go into your bye week. Momentum, I don't think, would would be at an all-time high. You'd have the Tennessee game looming, which could potentially make it four straight losses. Probably best just to go ahead and take care of business tomorrow night at the Croak. Oh, yeah, that, that I think is a good idea. Um, and Kentucky is certainly capable of getting that job done. Like, the, there's not a – when you walk into this matchup, you don't think that Kentucky is somehow th- – they, they, don't, they don't have the big enough guns to handle this, right? Um, they certainly are capable enough of winning. It all kind of comes down to execution. Um, the last two games, the losses – it's just been a calamity of errors of just really dumb mistakes. And you, some of those happen, like you're going to get beat. Uh, football happens at times, but the self-inflicted wounds are really what's cost Kentucky. So if they can just play a clean football game, you've only had Will Levis and Chris Rodriguez on the field together for 24 snaps through six weeks. Well, that's changing, right? That's going to change Saturday night. You got both of them back healthy. Take advantage of it. Go put some points up on the scoreboard. And you know what? The the one, if, if there is a positive to glean, uh, you saw a similar defense. Uh, as much as this defense has given Kentucky fits since Zach Arnett got there uh, three years ago, um, they've seen something similar. At least Rich Gangrel did against Ole Miss. Very similar odd front. So, Uh, There's a chance, too, you might get Jamie Flax back. So there's some reasons to be optimistic about this matchup. Um, Hell, Kentucky lost about 14 last year, and they had four turnovers and nine possessions. So, like, there isn't a ton of disparities in talent level, TJ. It's all about just going out there and playing a good football game, something we haven't seen in a while from the Wildcats. Yeah, and and it kind of does take me back to something we talked about when Kentucky was a top 10 football team and everything was rainbows and butterflies and we were all excited was us and we even talked about it after the Ole Miss game was hey things are this this team 
has a lot to like, but they haven't played a complete game. Uh, we didn't add the caveat, but we probably should, or at least maybe we did in passing, but not along this tangent, was they haven't really played an overly clean game. Forget about mm-hmm. a complete game. They haven't really played a, a, a totally clean game just yet. Those things still are true. It maybe I think last week felt like we were taking a step in the wrong direction, so it was forget about a complete game, forget about a clean game. Can we just have a clean-it-up game? Can we just make it a little bit better than what we're seeing here? But that's worth bringing up again. That was something that we were kind of driving in on before things went south last week against South Carolina was, hey, this team hasn't yet put it all together. It's tough to put it all together when you haven't been totally healthy. I don't think this is the week that we look at the roster and say they're totally healthy, but maybe they're taking steps in the right direction. Certainly, if you can get Flax back, that'd be huge. The foregone conclusion is that you're going to have Will Levis under center, so that's a big deal. But maybe maybe this is the week. If you don't get a complete game just yet, if you don't get an A or an A-plus performance from the Cats, because they're still figuring things out. It's... this is certainly a work in progress. Maybe you can get that clean game rush. Maybe you can take care of the ball, not make silly mistakes. You can capitalize on your scoring drives in the red zone, end up being six, not three. Those are things that little things where you don't have to play necessarily your best game, but things that we know Kentucky can do and can come away with a win. Yeah. And I'm, that doesn't feel like a tall ask, right? That's why Sometimes when I, we I agree, play- it it shouldn't. It, like just playing a clean game should not be a tall ask. And I yeah. and I and I feel like we're kind of uh, dancing around this with kitty gloves. But like you should be able at home to have the the game plan of like, hey, it may not be the prettiest offense. We're probably not going to sh- put up forty points like at one point this season. Maybe we thought we could. Mississippi State does have a good defense and it does give us fits. All the more reason just to take care of the freaking ball. It shouldn't be so much as an ask as it should be a demand. Like, take yeah. care of the freaking ball. Take care of the ball. Don't commit pre-snap penalties. Like, it's a lot of just basic stuff that's put you behind the chains uh, and, and cost you. So, go out there. Take care of business. Get your – because this should be uh, – like, there, there, it's been also in back-to-back weeks where Stoops is kind of – not been happy with the leadership for not been happy with the way the team has rallied. Um, maybe there is some sort of disconnect. This should be a, a great time to come together to get everybody excited and to rally the big blue nation back behind you. So I, uh, I, I think it can be a, a good get right game. I, re- I really do. Um, there's just there's just a few things that are really going to frustrate me if they don't do things well. And that's, A, in easy situations, just give the damn ball to Chris Rodriguez. We've at least first game, realized that in some third and short, like, hey, Will Levis, just quarterback sneak it. So he's at least, he at least picked that up after a game or two. Hopefully he does that uh, with Chris Rodriguez. And on the other side of the ball, just make tackles in the open field. The thing in this game that's going to infuriate me it's like the one sign of success i'm looking for is is kentucky tackling on the edges right like they're, they're going to run a lot of kind of screen swing passes to the running backs a lot of stuff where it's basically a pass of zero yards is mississippi state going to make those one or two yard gains or are they going to make them 10 yard gains 
Kentucky asked a lot of its defense last week. I think they knew that, and mentally that's hard to do um, when you're on a team that knows the defense has to win the game. They're not going to have as much pressure on them where they have to feel like they're, they're going to have to play perfectly. So maybe taking that pressure off, that they don't put as much stress on themselves and they can make those plays in open field. Open field tackling is huge in this game, TJ. Yeah, and that's a that's a good point. I, I feel like that the the first ten minutes we've talked about Kentucky Mississippi State big game tomorrow night seven thirty at the Krogue. I think it's on SEC Network. Yes, whatever, correct. whatever. Yeah, the seven. I mean, UK is just almost built into that game. Could be a fun doubleheader for folks going to Keeneland and then going over to the game. But we have primarily focused on offense, and understandably so after the South Carolina performance. But that's a good point. Uh, the defense is going to play a huge role in this. I, I was pretty tough on the defense after last week's performance. But, Roush, you're spot on. Part of that was because the defense just had to go out and win it. They did so many good things in the first half. And if you really break it down in the second half, it wasn't a complete half of being bad, but it was more than UK could afford to live with. And the right. third downs really were the most frustrating thing. And just to come out of the half the way that they did uh, kind of felt like all the, the air was out of the balloon after that first drive for South Carolina. Now, all that being said, they need to be cleaner as well. Maybe you're right that the pressure of every possession, you don't have to be perfect, will be better for them. That, that would seem to make sense. Uh, but the defense also needs to be a little bit sharper than they were, put together probably a more complete 60-minute performance. And you're right, it starts with tackling. Mississippi State loves to just feast on, hey, we'll keep doing this, we'll dink, we'll dunk, and when you make your mistake is when we'll make our big play. They'll take a shot here or there if they see it. Uh, They've got a smart quarterback back there who's not going to make a ton of mistakes unless they get behind and he feels like he's got to start forcing some balls in some tough spots. They generally always have an outlet that's an easy throw. It may not make for a lot of yards. It may be one of those things we just mentioned where you got to make a tackle or break a tackle, but it, it, they will they will take some shots if they're there and you're not going, if they're comfortable, if they're ahead, you're not probably going to see Mississippi State make a ton of mistakes. If you can get them behind, put them in some pressure situations, some third and longs, which was Kentucky was so bad on third down last mm-hmm. week. Maybe that's where you get some interceptions. There's some possibilities for turnovers here for UK's defense, Roush, but you got to find yourself in the right position. And then that was the case last year. Uh, Mississippi State was seven to twelve on third downs, and a lot of it was running the ball. Like they they ran it 31 times against Kentucky in 2021, and they didn't have a significant average or anything. I think they only averaged like two and a half yards a carry, but they moved the sticks. Um, Kentucky was unable to get off the field. You got to get off the field against this team and. I do want to prepare folks, though, like, don't be mad. Like, there's a few things just like you're you're going to be wasting your breath if you're screaming, you got to put pressure on the quarter. It's not not going to happen. I I hate to to admit it to you, but that's not going to happen in this game. Kentucky, Deion Walker is the only Kentucky defensive lineman that's gotten any pressure on the quarterback all year. They're not going to be doing a ton of blitzing and stuff because – Part of the air raid offense is just getting out of the ball out of his hands quickly. Rodgers is in his third year in this offense. He knows it. He knows it well. Um, the good news is, though, is Kentucky's defensive backs are much, much better than they were a year ago. And I, I don't think these Mississippi State receivers are anything great. Like, I think their best one transferred to Ole Miss in the offseason. 
So they've already faced him at some point. So re- really, it, it it comes down to just not not letting them turn those short little dink and dunks into big plays. Like that, that's it's it's it sounds so dumb and simplistic, but like if you can just keep everything in front of you. Like Kentucky's going to be pretty good at uh, on those third and longs, like you mentioned, TJ. That that's when you can you can be aggressive and you can you can make some game changing uh, plays on the defense. Yeah, I think that's a good reminder to uh, that's just kind of Mississippi State style and the offense they play, where it's not easy to get a lot of pressure on them consistently and if you do you you may get them here or there or you may lead to a bad throw by getting pressure on them but you're really putting your defense in your secondary you're making them vulnerable just with the way they run their offense so sometimes it's it's a, a real bend don't break mentality every year when it seems like these two teams play you're going to give up some yards you're going to give up some first downs be patient that eventually the defense will will hold true. You may hold them to a field goal, or you may get them in a position where it's like a fourth and five. They go for it. You get a little bit of a shorter field for Kentucky. Uh, that's a that's a good callback, Roush. I do think people forget that. I think people have been frustrated by the lack of pass ru- rush all season. I know I have been, but this probably almost certainly won't be the game where you see it fixed. Um, and that's been a we we could probably talk more time on that where that's been a a disappointing part of Kentucky yep. football this season is the lack of pressure. But even if Kentucky had its 2018 pass rush, Mississippi State just not really the the team that you're going, not this year's Mississippi State team, the team that you're going to be able to go get very easily. Mm-hmm. The the good news, though, uh, last year in this matchup, that was this is when Jordan Wright basically was out for the season. Uh, he had been kind of sort of injured, and then he got hurt at the end of the first half. So – Having both J.J. Weaver and Jordan Wright is uh, is going to be significant. Going to be significant. So um, good to have them back. Offensively, like I, I mentioned off the top, um, that Jeremy Flax could be back. Haven't heard anything about Tavian Robinson. That's been awfully quiet though. So I don't I don't foresee that being a I don't, I don't know. Might be without him. Well, it's not. Not ideal. You do have weapons at that position. You're just going to need some other guys to step up. Uh, he is incredibly slippery, so it's a it's a bummer not to have him. He's he's somebody that obviously Mississippi State would love to use in their offense because he can make guys miss tackles and turn what looked to be a three four yard easy reception just get ahead of the chains a little bit. Oh, he broke that. T- oh, he broke another. T- that's a touchdown. He's one of those type of players. Not having him would suck, Roush. It would just suck, buddy. Yeah, yeah, but at least it's not like we know they can. T- like Will Levis still has people they can throw to. So, yeah, it's not it's not quite as important as if a Wandell Robinson was out last year, or if you didn't have Lynn Bowden uh, for a couple seasons back in the past. But still, an important piece to potentially be without. You just may have to ask more for Dane Key, which not maybe the most ideal spot because he's a little banged up as well. Barry and Brown, you're gonna you're gonna call on, uh, but I am totally fine. When in doubt, just try to get Chris Rodriguez going. Is that stat correct that he's only got six carries in the fourth quarter since he's been back with the team? Uh, six touches. Uh, two of those were receptions at the end of that Ole Miss game. Oh, so only four carries. That's yeah. wild. 
Yeah. I mean, that's that's not good. And again, the South Carolina game was out of hand at that point. Kentucky was playing catch up. Uh, the Mississippi game, not so much. That that's got to change. I, I want that number surpassed just by itself on Saturday, and maybe even doubled. To be honest with you. Yeah, that'd be well, and, and <laughs> that'd be a good indicator too uh, if Kentucky's winning or not. They they've just been playing behind. At least last year, when the offense struggled, they typically scored on the first possession. I think nine of 13 games they scored. Um, so they were able to kind of play from ahead, run the ball. Uh, would be nice to, to get off to a good start. And I think some of the reason why, they, they've been receiving a lot more than they have been able to defer to start these games. So See, I, I just don't take the they're behind excuse because that's what's been working for Kentucky. When I brought this up earlier this week. When they've had positive plays – the last few weeks, it's been Chris Rodriguez. So I don't care if you're behind. The objective of the game of football is to move the football down the field. However, you got to do that. If Chris Rodriguez is your best option to move the football down the field, hand Chris Rodriguez the football. Six carries or four carries in the last two games in the fourth quarter is just unacceptable. I don't care how much they've been losing by. Well, excuse well, I'm with you. To enthusiasm. Yeah, that's great for some of it, but like Kentucky ran 12 plays in the final four minutes of the Ole Miss game. Like you're not going to run the ball a bunch there. I'm I'm with you. I think I came in after the game and said, hey, maybe you could have ran the ball once down there instead of running a double move inside mm-hmm. the 10-yard line. But th- there is at least some rationale to it. Like you you actually can't run the ball all the time if you're losing in the fourth quarter. That's just not, it's not how football works. Well, uh you definitely in Old Miss could have ran Chris Rodriguez a little bit more. That's what people after the game were begging for. But yes, I think we're I think we're all mostly agreeing here. Uh, we agree that Rodriguez should be more involved, but the situations in the games that we're talking about were not ideal situations. Although again, there were spots in that Old Miss game where, looking back in hindsight with how the seasons progressed, it's like all right, should UK be having a potentially best offensive player? a little bit more engaged, everybody would agree, yes, how you make mm-hmm. that happen, probably be in the lead. That would make things a lot easier yeah. for getting Chris Rodriguez the ball and milking out a game. All right, let's go to our first break. We'll come back. We'll continue the conversation. The Thornton's text line a little quiet. Let's fire this bad boy up, 502-414-1450. Hey, and we got Big Blue Madness tonight. We've got Big Blue Madness tonight we've got to talk about. And to a certain texter, you get a text on in, we've got uh, we've got a prize that we're going to tell you about when we return here on Kentucky Roll Call. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, oh. Caleb, we'll be right back. up on my pandora which i love this song so i don't i don't need to get away from it and then uh pandora played the girl talk version of that song which is mm. I, forget, I forget which which girl talk song it is that has that song in it 
But yeah, I've heard that song now three times in the last probably like 15 hours. Way to go, Scoots. Lucky you. Way to go. It used to be the UK football song, Roush, back in like 07. And by what I mean UK football song, I think it was the intro. Nice. Out into the field. We take you no man, I haven't heard that in a long time though. So I want to say I wanna say that was before the Jesus Walks era, which was an incredibly too long era of playing that. So you remember that one, Roush? I didn't know they did that. It, I, I don't recall it. There was also like when I was playing high school football, so I didn't mm. They didn't. They didn't do Jesus walks in like '07 though. Right? No, I, again. Well, I said that the, did this one in '07, and then Jesus walks was after this. So Jesus walks was probably '08, '09, maybe '10. They did Jesus walks entirely too too long, and they didn't play the words for Jesus walks. It was just the instrumental. Oh, that that is yeah. Now that's ringing a bell. Now, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it'd be like what they do. You know, their um, version of um, the catwalk. Hmm. Which the popping circumstance back then was horrible. Like, you know, we'd get pumped up about it, but compared to, and I don't even think it's all that great right now, but like, what really, what more can you do? The players are walking out into the field, unless you can get them to levitate or something like that. I, I think there's only, there's only so far you can go. Uh, but yeah, the, the Jesus walks, that one went on too long. That was also when the band was exclusively playing Lady Gaga during halftime. Yeah, they also did like uh, chemical romance. Uh huh. Um, and uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> I feel like the Earth, Wind, and Fire was always the here's something for the the parents out there. If there also, if you if you want people filling up your mentions on social media, going after the band, or or just even like a, a small criticism of the band is an easy way to do it, Ralph. Oh yeah, people are very defensive, defensive, especially when you. Um, it's always a family member, right? Yeah, it is. It, or it's somebody that was like a former band person or for a former family. It's a, it's a real nice fraternity sorority. They, they've, they, they're loyal to one another. You would think that they're all journalists with how much they stick up for one another. Hey, I see what you did there. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but no, we like the band. They do a good job. The game day experience at UK is solid. Uh, they should serve alcohol to everybody instead of just the rich people. But I'm not sure if I've talked about that or not. Uh, but hopefully you'll go out to the Krogue tomorrow. You'll get out there and, and cheer on the cats. And maybe you weren't planning to until you found out that Kentucky Roll Call is giving away two lower level tickets. Wow. 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 Whoa. Big. It's a big what? one. Sheesh. Can we get a come on? Come on. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're that's what we do. We make dreams come true here at Kentucky Roll Call. No, we're not promising tuition for a group of what was it? What how old were they, Roush? Scott Stotts? Fourth graders? First graders, second graders. Yeah, they were they were whatever it was. <laughs> it was young. But we will give away some tickets. Uh, we'll just do a best texture thing. Why not? It's easy. Just whatever text just strikes a chord with us. Whatever you've got. 502-414-1450 on the Thornton's text line. Roush, what has Thornton's got? I don't think you can go to Thornton's to get UK Mississippi State tickets, but pretty much anything else. Pretty much. Um, I'm, I'm impartial to their hot coffee. It really brightens up my day. Um, especially if you stop in in the morning and maybe get a 
breakfast burrito or one of their delicious donuts. Um, but they've got that and so much more. An outstanding convenience store um, with inexpensive gas prices, too. Download the Thorns Refreshing Rewards app. Before you go, check them out and text into the Thorns text line, 502-414-1450, as TJ said. Best texture, getting tickets to the Cats, Mississippi State, lower bowl. Should be a great time at the Crow. Great, beautiful evening. A little chilly, but that's football weather, baby. Yeah, and that doesn't mean it has to be like, it doesn't have to be a funny text, although we're such funny guys, you know, it's a good way to relate. Uh, could be, you could say, hey, you know, I, I, I want to go to the game. Give, give me the tickets. Could be a threat, potentially. It, we, we're, we're open to anything and everything. We, we great- have very, well, it's a low bar just to amuse us, so... I can tell you what which texter is not going to be winning the tickets to the UK Mississippi State game by texting into the Thornton's text line 5024141450 and that's the most recent texter that said I didn't know Pandora still existed. Oh. Suck it, buddy. That's a, a valid, that's a valid text. Uh, no, it's not. I'm a Pandora lifer. Pandora's the only thing I know exists. I too did not know Pandora was still a thing. I, I do appreciate that you're still a lifer though, TJ. Like you're just not giving up. Full full disclosure, Pandora is actually probably the worst. But I am I'm I'm just grandfathered into a pretty low like premium monthly. It's like five dollars, which I know it's probably cheaper for Spotify and other places. But it has my thumbs up from I've I've talked about this on the show before. It has my thumbs up from like 2008. That's how long I've this Pandora account's almost ready to drive. Everybody, I'm not ready just to throw that away. It's got likes from like. And even it's chronologically ordered likes as well. I don't have to always go in chronological order if I don't want to. But like I can be like, oh, this was during UK's 2020-12 title run. Like this is, I remember what mood I was going through back then. So I'm not giving up on my Pandora. So suck it to the haters and losers of which there are many. That being said, it is it is not. They don't make it easy for you on Pandora. It is totally outdated. Uh, it's. It's not. It's not the best. I can admit that, but I'm not leaving it. Especially that Spotify has like a its own version of radio. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. So no, it's 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 pretty it's pretty bad. The text was was actually pretty fair. <laughs> but I ain't leaving it. All right. Uh, saw Big Blue Drew at Boo at the Zoo last night. Oh, nice. Big Blue Drew's such a good looking guy. Like when you see him from afar you always have to do a double take to be like, wait, is that actually Big Blue Drew or is this a model? I don't want to just go up to this handsome man and like mistake him for somebody because that that's going to be embarrassing. So I, I watched him from afar for a little bit, realized that the jeans were rolled, so it must have been him, and went up <laughs> to him and, uh, and, 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 we, and we talked. But you know how Boo at the Zoo works, Roush, and if you're unfamiliar, I'll explain it very briefly. But you just they, they have a little route throughout the zoo. I don't know. It's probably like a mile. It's not anything too too long or too far. And throughout the walk, you may see some animals. You really don't see many. Uh, we saw a rhino and my adult friend. She said, oh, talking to her child, oh, look, they've got the hippo out. And I said, ooh, Kristen, I've got some bad news about what which animal that is. Uh, it's a rhinoceros. So they, <laughs> they did have some animals out which was nice. But you walk around the zoo and they just have little stands of people giving out candy. And yeah. you'll go through, I don't know, it was like basically like checkpoints, kind of like 20 checkpoints. 
Last year, they gave out bags. They didn't give out bags this year. And uh, unsurprisingly, we forgot our bag. So we were just putting it in the purse, which was kind of funny. Uh, but then it got, <laughs> it got to a point where Lucy was enjoying grabbing them, although it kind of piled up the line a little bit, which we felt bad about. Uh, they had a, It was a bunch of St. X students who were passing out the candies. All gentlemen, very polite, very kind, very nice. So you go through these candy. I'm sure people have been to something similar to this. So Big Blue and Drew and I would keep running into each other because, like, at one point, our group would need to pull over. Somebody would need to go to the bathroom. A kid would want out of a stroller or a dad would need to go get a beer or something like that. So we'd wait. Then we'd see Big Blue Drew and his family come walk on by. They'd get ahead of us. Then eventually they'd have to pull over for whatever reason, stop to the side of the path. We'd pass them again. So we probably ran into each other about six times last night. But uh, he did not have his costume on, and his biscuits were steamed. He had some issues with Amazon. It was a last-minute ordeal, but he was not in costume. We went as Bluey. I was dad. My wife was mom. And uh, Lucy had a little Bluey and a bingo onesie. So she could have technically been either one, but she's a big fan of Bluey. So we had a great time. The zoo does a good event. They could give out, they could be a little bit more generous with their candy. Each station, they literally only give you one piece. I just feel like if you're the zoo, like, you know, ball out, go ahead and like do a handful. It's not going to, it's not going to set you back. It's not going to put you in the red. They roll in the dough at that event. So be a little bit more generous with the candy. But besides that, great evening, a lot of fun. If you haven't been, highly recommend. Glad you had a good time. Um, we, we have yet to pin down exactly when we're going to make this happen. So, but we, we've got to, right? Like it's a, it's a Halloween uh, tradition. Yeah. It, I think we'll, we'll be going back every year. They do a good job. Like it's a ton of people for the path and they can only make the path so wide. And sometimes like, you know, we'd be going four deep across the way with strollers and like other people just couldn't get around. And that kind of makes it difficult. But they do a good job with parking, bathrooms, concessions, all that sort of stuff. It's a, a fun event for the kids and the dad and the mom. And we need the – now we're talking about wanting to go to the Iroquois thing, Roush. Nice, nice. Yeah, that's definitely a, a Tuesday night sort of deal, though. Can't I have heard, I've heard that's a nightmare. Yeah, you just, you just got to go on not a weekend. No, it's it's kid friendly. It's not too scary, Scoots. You'll be it, you'll you, you won't you won't be terrified. I mean, logistically, I've heard it's a nightmare. We had we had three or four people check out of the hotel on Sunday, and they were ticked off because well, they went to that. Yeah, because they went on a weekend. I mean, yeah. Yeah, maybe so. I'm sure that has something to do with it. I, yeah. The the one thing that's great about living close by now they want to do the schedule, which I think should in theory work better. Uh, but I uh, I. There was a couple times we went where it was like it would it rained at like seven, and so we just showed up at like eight thirty nine and had the whole thing to ourselves. That that's fun, fun stuff. Yeah, it is a you got to just kind of know when to go situation, which isn't always easy for people with kids and families because you've got bedtime. So and also you have to go when it gets dark and stuff like right. that. So it can't be tough. Totally uh, do agree that you need to avoid the weekends as much as possible. What are the Halloween things to do in the Louisville area? Hubers, go to Hubers, pick some pumpkins. That's always a good yeah. time. Uh, uh, the zoo, as we already mentioned, the Iroquois pumpkin thing, which I think it has a more official name, but I always just call it the Iroquois pumpkin thing. 
Right, right, which is fine enough. Um, my my friend is uh, helping organize the second Beachmont dog costume parade. I'm excited for that. And they're having a little street festival afterwards, so that'll be fun. That is fun. That's cute that they do that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> There's a uh, Danger Run. They're bringing that back. Ooh, I never actually did Danger Run. We would. There were some nights where we'd go to like two haunted houses, very rarely, but we never did like the actual Danger Runs, like a riddle kind of uh oh what's the word i'm looking for like a scavenger hunt to an scavenger extent hunt. it's it's just not as um i think you know you, you know that you're going to end up at a couple of places but i think it's just the order of which you're going to attend them and then you've got to like get stuff in between maybe something like that but it sounds like it'd be a lot of fun i like i think Dave, especially if you're like 16 new to driving and stuff like that i think one out of a hundred participants to danger run, you, you get a tire slashed when you're at one of the events and you come back and there's like a, there's a, a scary riddle on your car and it's like, well, you won't be going anywhere now. Your danger run has come to an end, get an Uber or call a friend. And that would be the riddle. And it wouldn't be so much of a riddle as just saying like, you've been eliminated from the game, go home <laughs> and you're going to have to get a new tire. Or it could be like a Dwight where he actually takes the air out of Phyllis's tires. And she's mm. like, you could have just said that air was out of the tires. <laughs> <laughs> which is always a good thing. Uh, you have Hillcrest, which is always... Uh, have you ever gone to Hillcrest, Roush? Um, personally, no. Uh, that's a good idea, though. I actually got that recommended the other day. Uh, my wife used to live over in that area. And she went, but that was back, you know, during football season, especially back you know, four or five years ago, we were living over there. She was living over there. Zen uh, practices all the time on weekday evenings. But that that is a good idea. Well, because um, as as they said too, like it's not like they're trying to scare the little kids either. Should be just fun seeing all the all the decorations and everything. Hell, we should. TJ Walker's house should be a, a part of the the Hillcrest Loop, right? You, you just be one my, end of it. You haven't even seen my house this season. You have no idea. So it's worse. No, I actually think it looks pretty good. I was, uh, I was happy how it turned out. It, it is. We do have a couple inflatables, which inflatables are such a pain in the butt. The whole point of inflatables are to not be a pain in the butt. But I mean, you just got to put butt. stakes in the ground and plug them in, though, right? Yeah, but putting the stakes in the ground is kind of a pain in the butt. Let's just be honest. I mean, Especially when we haven't gotten any rain. Especially okay. Come on. That that part is true, but like also, would you rather do that or like climb on the roof with like those? Um, I don't, man, I don't know the the hook things that you gotta the, the hook things to the gutter. Much much more difficult putting lights up. Yeah, I've never done the hook thing to to the gutter. No, it looks good. I I think our interior is always better than our exterior. But some stuff we don't. I, I'll put out stuff on like Halloween night from the inside because I just don't want it to be out there twenty four seven and get rainy. But I am yeah. easily runner up in our neighborhood. Uh, maybe not even. Maybe not even second. But yeah, don't sell yourself we, yourself short, buddy. We have one house that is, I, I would say, one of the more impressive houses that I see in the city of Louisville. Uh, Hillcrest really does have some of the best setups, especially collectively as a street, for sure. But this this one house in our neighborhood is it's crazy. They spend they spend months getting it together, and then it's kind of actually uh, not sad. Sad's not the right word. But it's a little disappointing because, like, they don't actually get their full finish set up until, I don't know, they're not done yet. 
Um, they're not totally done yet. So they spend months getting it together, and then it's only up like in its entirety for probably two weeks, and then they just start taking it down. It's like, oh, man. It's a lot. Yeah. It, goes, it, goes, it goes back quick. And, that, and that's why I am not too mad when people start setting up Christmas stuff early because it's like you, you go through all this trouble. You might as well get to enjoy it for more than a week or two, you know? Yeah, and my thought process is like Halloween, I tried by the end of the first week to have everything up so like by October 7th, this year is a little bit later, whatever, big deal. But then you get almost a full month of decorations. So my thought process for Christmas is after Thanksgiving, I start putting stuff up. I, I leave it up, obviously, after until New Year's Day. And then that's a full month of it. I'm ready to take it down at that point. So I think a full month of decorations is plenty of time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. my thought process but the one more the, so the hillcrest thing is cool highly recommend that parking for it's a little bit wonky uh, i usually park at the crescent hill golf course i'm not even sure if you're technically supposed to do that or not do that probably they probably don't love it but yeah but you walk over enough. there then you're walking with kids on like brownsboro road and cars are like blazing right by you so it's a little and the parking aspect of it i'm not crazy about but it is a cool walk just up and down the street seeing people all the work they put into it. And then Scooch, I, I do feel like just one more circling back here. The Iroquois pumpkin thing is cool. I, I do recommend it. I haven't been probably in two years. So unless it's like taking a turn for the South, although it's the same thing every year. So I highly doubt that that's the, that's the case. Uh, 10 year anniversary too. So they're doing it big for the been 10 years. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I, I recommend that as well. So check those things out. And then if you literally have nothing else going on in your life, check out the Beachmont dog parade. Saturday, October 29th. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I have, I have no, I have no doubt that the Iroquois pumpkin things just amazing. I mean, the the pictures I've seen online are really cool, but I'll, I'd, I'd have to go on a weekday, I guess, because I don't want to yeah. deal with sitting in line for three hours. Yeah, that's and you can the same thing can happen with the uh, what's the mega cavern lights thing? What do they call that? That, uh, that one yeah. gets really bad. Gee, I just call it the mega be. cavern light thing. So yeah, you, you, you have to be careful when attending that they were, they did wise up and say, well, caves are dark 24 seven. Why don't we just open it up during the day? So that's probably what the Roushes will be doing. Uh, when the wife's on maternity leave, just like, Oh, we can just go during the day when nobody's in the, you know, people are working and not taking. The thing I like about that for the Christmas light season is just not having to get out of the car. It's true. Yeah, you may have to wait, although I've never had to wait too bad, uh, but we do kind of plan it out because we're not dinguses. But you just you just get to, if there's a game on, you get to listen to a game, no game on, just turn on the Christmas music. But we can worry about Christmas stuff at a later time. It's Halloween yeah. season, baby. Halloween in comes out tonight, just uh, to to keep talking about the season. That's Yeah, did uh, I don't... It doesn't look I don't great. I have seen any of the new, like, uh, who's the guy that makes them now? Um can't think of his name but whenever he started remaking i think i watched the first remade version and then i was just like i don't uh, you know david Gordon Green. I, i'm thinking of the the other guy the the guy who's a musician too who like plays heavy metal hmm. i watched the remake that he did of halloween and i don't it, it probably wasn't with uh jamie lee curtis 
Not sure. Uh, no, this series has been okay. The thing I like about it, they've had some good callbacks just to the classics, and I'm just, I'm just a sucker for Halloween movies. So they could keep making them, and they could be horrible. I've seen all of them. I'll see Bob all. Bob Zombie of them. was who I was thinking of. Yeah, okay. yeah he is did. He, yeah. Is he part of this new new series? I didn't think so. I think it was the um, more it, the one. It was it was one. some of the recent ones, and uh, but I don't you know I there's so many I get them mixed up. This this most recent one is a trilogy. And again, I think it's been okay. I actually think the trailer for this one looks like the worst of the trilogy, just like the most, like, okay. Halloween in its core is not supposed to be like a ton of dialogue and action. It's supposed to be suspense. And uh-huh. you, you just are like, your skin is crawling because you're waiting for what's going to happen next. This one almost looks like an action hero movie, which is not what Halloween's supposed to be. The other two didn't do that so much but it also wasn't the classic either uh, so my expectations are low for it but oh well i'm i'm a sucker for them i'll go see it and i've heard really good mm. things about barbarian as well so scary movies are they back many people are wondering smile was good i recommend that and then barbarian has been recommended to me by somebody i trust they say see that one in theaters though and then halloween ends i'll see but expectations low all right, Big uh, uh, favorite Halloween is H2O. By far the most ridiculous one. It's just so silly. I love it. Yeah, that one is just absolutely wild. And uh, then the one where they go to the house as well is a good one. Yeah, Resurrection is a little, like, that's very on the nose. But the, at least H2O is Jamie Lee Curtis, like, fighting back. That's true. Halloween water. Who could forget? Okay, hour one done. Hour two. We're going to talk Big Blue Madness tonight. Everybody's favorite dance moves. We're giving away UK Mississippi State tickets on the Thornton's text line 502-414-1450. And we will talk more cats and dogs for tomorrow's huge game at the Krogue. This is KRC on Big X. We'll be right back. Say over. I ain't heard no family. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back to hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, TJ Walker. Nick Roush and Justin Kalen here on your Friday. We did it. It's a chilly fall Friday. It's going to be a fall weekend. Weather's been amazing lately. A little too good because we could use a little bit of rain, but at least our Kentuckians to the south of us got some. But uh, we'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy it out there at the Krogue. If you are the tailgate that is packing Salsaritas, the Fresh Mexican Grill, two locations in Louisville, Middletown, and St. Matthews. And you may say, well, how am I getting how am I getting Louisville location salsaritas to, to the Krogue? How does that check out? Because they have a little thing called catering. It's uh, not new. Get with the 21st century. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's doing it frequently. So you could go to one of the two locations in Louisville, or if you want, salsaritas will bring it to you. Let's say you're loading up the car. You've got a million things to do. The kids are just annoying the bejesus out of you and salsaritas could just bring it right to your car and then you load it up in the car you load the kids up boom you head to lexington for the big game 
everybody wins, everybody's happy, and everybody eats delicious food. Maybe it's the taco bar, the nacho bar, create your own. Maybe you say, you know what? I don't have a big party this weekend. I don't need Salsaritas catering. They go there for lunch or dinner. They'll be open all weekend. Very good. Very affordable. And download the app. You'll save time. You'll save money. What more can I'm once again we're doing the thing where we get hungry dur- during the read. Yeah, it's uh it happens. It so, happens. It really, really, really does. We love Salsaritas. Check them out again. They've got the Middletown location with a drive-through, and they've got St. Matthews, which is a great renovated interior. Okay, fun first hour. Big Blue Madness tonight, Roush. What's your excitement level? One to one to ten. It was at a one, and it got to like a five and a half. Uh, watching some of the old hype videos that they would play during it, and I think I've realized that that might be my favorite part of it. Now that it's either that, and then the cheerleaders doing the flips, the flippies. Really enjoyed the flippies. So, um, you know, Big Blue Madness is one of those things like. I don't know how we can make it a big long radio topic uh, on this show because it's it's just it's a fun show to watch, but there's not I, I I it's hard for me to a lot of it's the same old same old. So like I enjoy it for what it is, I'll watch it, um, but I'm not you know it it kind of is what it is. Yeah, it I think the the ceremony of it. This is maybe a no-doy comment. I enjoy the ceremony of it and maybe the messaging of it more than the actual experience of it. Like, I'm just glad that basketball's back. I'm yeah, glad. Yeah. It's, we it's got the big, commencement of basketball season. Big Blue Madness is here. They're going to do some cool stuff, sure. Uh, I'm sure Cal or a player will say something that gets me pumped up. That's great. Love it. But the event is the event. Uh, if there's something super memorable then well done to uk you made it a worthwhile big blue madness if there's not then that is the norm and again like we said we default back to the fact basketball's here so who really cares if anybody's ever like super disappointed in a big blue madness i think that's kind of on you at this point if you've never been before and you're expecting a big thing and it doesn't and it falls a little flat i guess maybe that's one thing but if you've been to it before and then you go to it and you're like yeah i didn't really love it that's that's fine. That's your opinion, but I think you kind of know got to got to know what you're getting into now. And if they exceed expectations, then then good job. But for me, it's more just hey, basketball season's here. You're going to get to start to see some scrimmages. Then you're going to get to see some exhibition games. And before you know it, you're going to be rolling into this thing. And as if this year has not already just completely and totally flown by, Roush, we're going to blink and it's going to be March, and we're going to be like, what what the hell just happened? Like we were. <laughs> It was Big Blue Madness just yesterday, so it's going to go quick, and uh, I'm I'm happy that that it's here. Whoa, it's going to get chilly next week. I did not see that on the forecast. I'm I'm a big fan of uh, like I I had always watched Big Blue Madness. I never attended until I don't know four or five years ago. It is completely different watching on TV versus being there. Being there is much cooler than just watching from afar. So if you've got plans to go, you've never been before, get excited. Like it it, it is a lot of fun. Um, just to get back in that arena and get the get the big blue nation hype for another exciting basketball season. Exactly, and uh, yeah, and that's another thing is I do think they could make the broadcast better just by 
let it like I, like an overhead camera just let like the mc that's doing it at the at the event be who's doing it for the tv and i'm, I'm really get, worried too tj because there's five sec network broadcasters there and if they're sending that many people they're sending them to talk so oh no yeah yeah i'm not See, that's I'm not the looking. worst that's the absolute yeah. worst who i need to know the adult in charge that's like this is how we're gonna do a broad no, that's the that's the last thing anybody wants. All we want is to see what is going on at the Big Blue Madness. We don't want, hey, the Big Blue Madness will be going on in the background. Let's have these people just say really nice things about UK for the next two hours. I mean, they're going to have Sean Farnham, Alyssa Lang, Carolyn Peck, Dane Bradshaw, and Tom Hart on this call. Five people. Feels That's, that's too many people. Especially for not a bat, like it's it's not a basketball game. So I don't. I don't I, even that, would know. Be, that would be too many people for a basketball game. That, yeah, that's just I, that's that's too many people for debatably a dinner. Like that's just that's too many people. Uh, too many cooks. Um, so I don't know <laughs> how. I, I don't know how this is going to work. How, and I can also see where they're like, all right, we're going to kick it to so and so. And obviously, Carolyn Peck's a women's basketball broadcaster, so I'm sure she'll be talking a lot during the women's basketball scrimmage portion of it. But I'm just I, – I don't know how this is all going to go down to where it'll be something that folks watching from home are going to be going to be happy with. Hmm. Yeah. I, that, I did not need to know. I mean, I'm glad you gave me a heads up on it, but that's concerning. Yeah. Uh, what are they going to do, too? Like, it'd also be cool if – I more than just uh, – stick with me here, UK – but maybe more than just 30 minutes before you let us know what's going to be going on tonight. Like, is there going to be a three point contest? I would imagine probably so. Are you going to do a dunk contest? I'm done with dunk contests. They're just not great. Same. I'm in the same boat. Hate them. Like, especially in these formats, the NBA dunk contest even that will have just years that it falls completely flat. But in these, you like you sometimes you let the walk on go and it's fun, but it's not really all that fun. And, and and you may say, Hey, TJ, it's not about you, it's about the players and their experience. No, tonight it's about the fans. Big Blue Madness is one hundred and ten percent about the fans. The season is about the players. I mean, it's really for the fans too, but we air quotes it's about the players. Uh, tonight is uh, 100% though about the fans. So here's what they need to do. Three-point contests. Everybody loves those. Those are a good time. Two-on-two contests. I promise you, and actually like have a little bit of a sense of competitiveness to it, not where they're taking each other out on backdoor cuts and layups to the rim and stuff like that. But like they're not going to want to lose, and they can either pick their own teams. You could have done a fan vote this week to like match up the teams and have a little bracket. It'd be sweet. It'd be a good time. You know, you could you could play to five ones and twos. The games would go by in a blink of an eye. Would you rather see that than a than a full scrimmage with the whole team out there? Yeah, yeah, because the scrimmage love, isn't really like a scrimmage. Yeah, exactly. no, I, I'm I'm in the same boat. If you could get like a real competitive five on five scrimmage, I'd be down with that. But one, generally Calipari doesn't have enough players to do it. Two, you'll have injuries this year, no exception. Oscar wouldn't be going through it this year, so it ends up like it, it just by nature dissolves and it turns into like a run out dunk contest sort of deal and they cut it early every single time 
two-on-two contest is the way to go. Two-on-two tournament. It'd be fun. Could get some fun matchups. Imagine, like, Collins and Toppin guarding each other, and you have Reeves and Wallace as the guards. That's sweet. All right, let's let's do this fun hypothetical here. Give me Antonio Reeves and Damian Collins versus Case and Wallace and Jacob Toppin and two-on-two. You got a little bit more strength on one team, but you got a little bit more length and probably athleticism on the other. Be fun to watch. I'd be all for it. I do think ultimately uh, the time can like it's potentially time consuming. I think if they did do something like this, it would be three on three games happening at the same time on either end of the four. Winners play each other, and you go from there because you you got twelve guys on the team, right? If you're healthy, yeah. Three on three just kind of bogs down the court a little bit more. If but uh, yeah, we're they're not going to do either one. So yeah, I, I do wonder though, like. So Cal's big on this offseason, trying to inject some juice back into things. What big boom out of speaking. Will do we think they will do anything different than the norm for this? I think they'll I think there's gonna be some special guests, obviously, but no, I don't think it's gonna be I don't think the wheel is being in, reinvented tonight. Okay. So I, same I, similar thing, maybe just uh Yeah, again, maybe you know, I, I keep, I keep, I really did believe back in the day they were going to have like a mini little concert. And I still think that that's a good idea someday. I don't think tonight's the night, but like, yeah, maybe that could be the surprise. They do a little mini concert at some point, but no, I think most likely you'll get some special guests. It'll be cool to see the people, but yeah, that that's my guess. Hope to be wrong, but it'll be fine if I'm not either. If that's what it is, then like we said, at least it's nice to have college basketball starting. Yeah, yeah. Good to have it back. Um, even though Oscar Shibway is not going to be at full strength, neither is uh, CJ Frederick for this event. But um, yeah, still, we're it, it has snuck up on us only, what, like three weeks away from the first exhibition, I want to say? Yeah. Maybe even it, less. Yeah, yeah. It's it'll It'll be here very quickly. And then I think, what, next week's the blue-white game down in eastern Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, have you seen the new uh, posters, the basketball posters for this year? No, are they cool? Yeah, it's like Jacob Toppin's holding a rim. It's pretty neat. Although I am, I am just all the way out when you don't put the schedule on the poster. Like, oh, they didn't put the schedule on the poster. They've got the you got to do the QR code thing, and it's like, I'm sorry, just call me old fashioned, but I just want to stare at the poster and look at it. If I needed to Google the schedule, I'll just Google the schedule. So. UK, here, here's what you're missing on this. It's is, because they took so long to figure out the schedule. <laughs> oh, no, that's actually true. It, it's pro- it has to be that, right? I mean, that's 100% it. But, but, <laughs> it. but if it's not, and why you need to wait and do it and get the schedule on it anyways, is because people collect these, and they'll hang them up in their bedrooms or in their basements or in their garages. I, I've got a couple in my garage. I wish I had kept them because I used to – I'd always hang them up for that season, but then I'd throw them away after. But now I found some old ones, so I was like, I don't want to throw these ones away. But the thing that's cool about them for people that do collect them, but I've done appraisals for people that have them going back for as far as you have ever seen. You do see some really cool collections and displays when doing some appraisals. But – 
posters aren't aren't the coolest, but you do see them from time to time. One thing that's cool is you can just look back on a year, Roush, and be like, oh, that was the schedule that year. That was who they mm-hmm. played that year. I remember that game. Yes. If you have a QR code, you're not going to go back. I, I mean, maybe some dorks will do it, but you're not going to go back and be like, well, does the QR code even work after five years? Who, who knows? Is it going to work in 25 years? Who knows? But it's nice going back and looking at a schedule and being like, oh, that was, I remember that game. I, ooh, I remember that, that winning streak right there. Ooh, I remember that, that little losing streak. So, UK, put the schedule on the schedule. I'm a big, I, I, uh, I did I send it to the text line, by the way, TJ, if you want to take a peep at it. Oh, yeah, I'll take a little peek. See, why not? Oh, I'm a that, big, is, that is cool. I'm a big uh, against QR code guy ever since COVID. I yeah, hate restaurants. They had like, the menus on the tables, and yeah, that was bogus. I hate restaurants that don't have Same. menus. Same. Yeah, yeah. I'm Call me old-fashioned. want to pick up something with my hands. So, and, Roush, just, they, yeah. went, they went with the movie theater theme here, mm-hmm. making it look like a movie poster. Which is and, cool, and, it, and I like how they've kind of separated them where you've got the the kind of old heads in the middle featuring the the new guys to the side like it's it's pretty cool pretty sharp i would say, yeah that may excuse the actual not having the schedule on there i still <laughs> would like to see. put the schedule at the top in the little white triangle and get the 2022 2023 somewhere else you can put the right. schedule and all you can even right make them there. like tiny logos if you want to uh, exactly you know, yeah right. just be tiny or like the, the fine print where it's supposed to be the actors' names. Like we know what these players' names are. Or Walt Dewey, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's good. But like, is, that, that's a spot where you normally have the schedule. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, at the end of the season, like when I have the poster in my office up there and like players leave or transfer, it's kind of a it's a sad game of like who who's still left. But this year, more than any other ones, you you could you could look back at old posters and see the same the same cast of characters. Uh, also, read- um, I, I I will add this too. Um, man, the the women's basketball poster it it reminds me of some of those we always joke about rise, but like their thing is game on. It it looks like a, a poster before a season that's not going to go well. I can't imagine how the season does go well. <laughs> I mean, and they don't. You have gotta the, hope that the girl from Oregon, Maddie, shares really good. But they don't have a collection of great players. They have a couple solid ones. It, Maybe there's some surprises. But well, I, the the thing I'm just gonna have to do all this season, though, Roush, is just be like, they did win the SEC tournament, and yep. that's an earned. That's an they've earned that. Or Kyra Elsey earned that. But I I just don't see a lot of momentum within the women's well, basketball program, and I and think that's kind of a bummer. To add to it, they had a six four girl come in to play center, and she had to have open heart surgery before the season started. Yeah, right? that was a like we probably should have uh, when that story. Who had that story? It was a good story. Um, I know I know Zach had uh, a long thing on it, but she uh, it's it it's actually Zach. not so different than kind of what Kenneth Horsey went through, where it was like, okay, this is. Except hers, I don't think it was an emergency. It was like a condition that she didn't know she had until she got the extensive UK physical, right? Like, it's just not something they, they would check before a high school physical. Turns out she had some condition that required uh, surgery. That's good to find that stuff. Check it out. Take care of it when you when you can. But uh, be rooting for the women's basketball team. But expectations certainly don't seem seem high. 
this poster, that Nike check couldn't have been placed in a worse spot. It almost almost looks like the blue behind them is the state of Indiana, where the Nike is. No, Scooch. Yeah, if you just look real quick, it looks like the shape of Indiana. <laughs> maybe, yeah, on, maybe on a Wednesday, buddy. No, on a Friday, I too. Think, nah, I think your Hoosier's maybe. showing, Scoots. No. Yeah, you better you better cover up that little Hoosier. Here. Close your close your eyes real quick. Open them up. Look at it, and bam, state of Indiana. Let me try it. Close it. No, that's just a blue square with a Nike check. <laughs> Not a state of Indiana. <laughs> no, I just have I just have a better imagination than you guys. I guess I don't know. Do you take pride in the shape of the state of Indiana? <laughs> I mean, no, no, that no, I don't know. That's a weird question. I've never really thought about that. No, probably not. Kentucky's a pretty, it's obviously a unique shape. It's people have like Kentucky, the outline of Kentucky in their homes. Kentuckians have the outline of Kentucky in their homes. They're obviously, they think it's cool, or at least it looks cool enough. It's like North Carolina upside down. No, it's not, but kind of. But again, we're we're getting off the rails here. Do, do, Do Hoosiers have the outline of Indiana throughout their homes? I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure the, some the, do. I don't the, Yeah, I don't know. The Hoosier homes I have been to do not. They they it's you, you see a lot more outlines of Kentucky and Kentucky homes than the than the Hoosier homes. Hmm. Yeah, I've never thought about it. Maybe it's I'll keep an eye out. Boring shape, Scoots. How about that? <laughs> All right, a texture on the Thornton's text line. Let's get to it. 502-414-1450. We've got an early clubhouse leader for the tickets to Kentucky, Mississippi State. Just want to get out ahead of this. I'd rather root for Louisville than have my wife cheat on me. I, I'm. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's I'm, I'm with you, Dexter. I'd say, I'd say number one uh, in the clubhouse is the first text into the Thornton's text line today. And I also want to be on the record and just say uh, that I would rather just put on a red hat go to the Cardinals game, let my wife be happy, then then certainly the alternative. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, boys, I'll toss you 25 bucks a month to name the text line. That's right, $300 a year for the Shea is the coolest guy I know text line. Sounds like a bargain to me, Cats by 90. Shea, we have a very happy sponsor on already on the text line. It's the Thornton's text line. Yeah. Even even though we don't take even though we don't take phone calls, Shay, you could sponsor the phone line and yeah, still we, give us three hundred a year. Yeah, and we we take phone calls sometimes. Yeah, we have Bobby Regan on. Yeah, we have Bob That's, and Bobby Regan. We have John, on. John Calipari. Yeah, we call him. on the the Not phone that line. There's any evidence of that interview ever happening on the station, which is kind of a weird move. Yeah. Hmm. So at some point you just gotta pony up and do it yourself, buddy. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to. Yeah. Like before the new year. Uh. Oh yeah. Absolutely. If it's if if I don't have it by, say next Friday, yeah, I'm doing it myself. It's I also just, not just, that hard to just cut up audio and throw some background music on it. Yeah, I know, I know that, and I and I talked to Dugan about it earlier this week. I just. When you get a promo like that, you want it to sound great. And as much as I hate to admit it, Trevor is way better at production than I am. So I can make it sound good, but Trevor can make it sound great. Should we just go beat up Trevor? Yes. Well, yeah. Let's fill yes. up pillowcases with bars of soap and just tie them down and smack them to no end. Yeah. Yeah. That, that'll make us all feel better. Another texture says, Did Justin and... 
his <laughs> significant, I mean, roommate enjoy Teen Mom tonight? Not a Teen Mom guy. Suck it. So, uh, Rick Nausch, huh? <laughs> That's what I've gotten written down as um, the gambling picks of the week. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I got to get those. Crap. Wow, Scoots. You're not a prepared wagerer. I am not. No wonder I will go over three every week. A texture says, <laughs> that was quite a speech by His Holiness the King. Good episode, but the plot had some holes. Roush, I think that's a hot D-text. Uh, I think that is a hot D-text. I'm not sure what those plot holes particularly are. Uh, I'm sure I can maybe think of uh, a few that he or she is al- uh, alluding to. But I did uh, do some further be- research on like some similarity or differences and whatnot. Between, between the text and the show where oh, they were yeah. like, all right, let's just do this because it's quicker. Sort of. Yeah. Deal. Yeah. I just, whatever makes for entertaining television is what they should do. And if it, if the, if the alternative makes for entertaining books, then that's cool too. But mm-hmm. you don't, you don't have to be all just, just make it good. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, you know, the, it's the penultimate episode, which means it's going to be a big one, TJ. So, Hold on to your butts this Sunday night. Based on the preview, I actually had the gut feeling that this one was going to be kind of a another we lead up. Be a little, we were going to be a little disappointed, but literally all the ducks were going to be in a row for the finale to just be an electric factory. Hmm. That's my guess. That's okay. what I'm predicting for Hot D this weekend. All right, let's go to our last break. We'll come back. We'll finish up the text line. We'll talk a little more. Cats and dogs, top 25 matchup at Kroger Field tomorrow night, and give you our picks to get you on your way for the weekend. This is KRC. We'll be right back. Hey, 14th of October? That's right, folks. We played this song that mentions the 14th of October on the actual 14th of October. You're not going to get that other places. What's the most famous date uh, in pop culture references? 21st of September. For sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely it. I was going to say, for our generation... Uh, it's October third is a big, big popular one. That's a yeah. Well, that's not in a song though. No pop culture reference. Oh, pop movie. Culture. Okay, yeah, yeah, that was on yeah. me. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously Christmas. Just that's no, probably. but like, like just from like a pop culture. Like you only know these dates because they're referenced in a song or a movie. Yeah, but I'm uh, stuck on songs for dates, so I'm gonna stick with that. I'm just trying to think of what what even else would be in the Fourth of July. 21st night of September was a good call. Thank you. That, that, I think that's the correct answer. Mm-hmm. I, I would imagine. So, although they changed that song to the 20 or the 21st night of December for Christmas time. So they can play it around Christmas time as well. And I don't know if I'm crazy about it. No, because the song is called September. It's not called December. 
Well, you're going to hear it on like 106.9 when you're listening to the holiday tunes this holiday season. Oh, well, I'm going to write. I don't have done that statement over there. It's like a great song, too, but I just, it's a little cheap to make it a Christmas song. A little cheap or really cheap? Very you cheap. Said it. You said it, buddy. All right, let's uh, keep reading some text. We're giving away some tickets. Maybe at some point, Scoots will mute the station account. A texter says, that was our uh, happy day before game day. If you've been wanting to see the biggest dorks of all dorkness, I have the place for you. The grown adult men who are fighting Pat McDingus's battles and attacking Max Duffy over an opinion over a butt putt may be the biggest display of losers I've seen in a while. Yeah, what you'll find is the internet is full of losers. <laughs> uh, I do like Pat McDingus. That's pretty funny. There are no shortage of losers on the internet. That was uh, uh, that whole thing. Just happy to uh, to not think about it or have to move on. You, you know, like it's just like okay, well, obviously somebody's mad and dug their heels in. I can't imagine going to war over that though. It is stupid. Good point, Texer. Great text. Great text. Five zero two four one four. 1450 is the number. Buzzer beater actually lasted six years from 11 to 17. I know I said it yesterday, but it needs to be said again. It was an electric factory, and that was the red zone equivalent for college basketball. Well, I, I don't know why I don't remember that or didn't watch yeah. it. Uh, I guess 2011, 2017 were my drinking years, but I. Scoots, you recall? Uh, not really, no. And that is weird because that was a time in my life where I was big into college basketball. I mean, I still am, but, like, yeah, weird. I don't remember it. A.K.A. IU had, like, two good seasons in that stretch. Pretty much. Really, three. Uh, two, two, no, wait, three Sweet Sixteens. Yeah, gosh, that was the golden age of IU basketball. Dang, why didn't we hang three banners? No, Get three no. rings. I just still cannot believe Tom Crean cut down nets after a loss. That that is unbelievable. Like UK should never play a basketball program that's done that. But you you lost a game. You like you did not win it. It was a home game. You should have won it. You lose it. You go to the locker room. You tell your team how big of losers they are, and how they let their seniors down on senior day, and seniors how big of a disappointment you are to the fan base. And then you make them come out and cut down the nets of which they were just lost. I mean. Holy I mean, we've sport. looked. I, I use the funniest basketball program in America. It's not. It's not Indiana's basketball program. It's Tom Crean, and I think you all can both agree with me that we've learned since that Tom Crean is quite a quite a dweeb. <laughs> yeah, but you all also rush the court like it's going out of style too. So yeah. you all are just an embarrassing You're basketball. Partially player. to blame. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, uh, next- I I did get a picture with Tom Crean. That was cool. I've talked with Tom Crean before. He's a nice uh, Personally, he seems like a nice fella. I think that text message about I miss you, I've been thinking about you a lot lately, that was incredibly weird, and I'd love to get to the bottom of that someday. But besides that, I think he's probably a good guy. I met him in a McDonald's drive-thru once. Oh, and he the kissing, open kissing lips, your kids, adult <laughs> children is weird too. Yeah. Okay. Well... I guess the jury's maybe still out, but I've t- I've spoken with them. 
I'm pumped for Saturday's game. I'm driving up from Atlanta at 6 a.m., checking in my hotel, and headed to a tailgate. I splurged and bought second-row seats at the 35-yard line behind the bench. Hopefully, we take care of business. I'm not crazy about – if you're going to be sitting close to the field, I think you need to be in an end zone. But I'm not really a fan of sitting close to the football field. Texter, I'm really excited for you. I, that First and foremost, I should say that. That's awesome. Safe travel. Yeah. I hope you have a blast. It's going to be really fun. I just wanted to kind of take it into a short little radio topic. Uh, I like to be up. I've learned that about myself as I've gotten older. Take me. But it is cool to just to be behind the bench and to kind of see the player, like getting to see how they interact and, you know, whether they're chewing each other out after a bad play or celebrating on the sideline. Like that, that aspect is really cool. That's a great point. It is a totally different perspective that you don't really get anywhere else unless you're sitting there or you're a media member and you get to walk around behind it. 35-yard line, that probably means you're going to be by a specialty area. Like maybe the defensive huddle is going to head over that way or the wide, some of the wide receivers. or uh, You're going to get a, probably a breakout group over by you, I would think. 35 may be too far, but I would think you're at least going to get some good optics. You're, you'll get something. Yeah, that'll be a great time, Texture. Uh, no, you'll enjoy it. Just go. Bring us a win. I don't Another need scoots out here criticizing and ranting. Keep your eyes on those pitiful Hoosiers. Good yeah, point. suck it, Scoots. Great I time. brought up some good points, though, so you could suck it, Dexter. <laughs> I didn't know Pandora still existed. That one hurt my feelings. They said I wasn't hating. I was just speaking truth, which makes it even more insulting. Mm. A texter says, I want to go to the game. I'm a big fan of Scoots. I'm five foot eight inches, and those are two different measurements. Grow up, Texter. You're out of here. <laughs> Rob Zombie uh, says one texter. Yep. Ooh, found out from one texter that October 3rd, 2010 is also the day the Big X was born. 1450 went back on the air. So that's where people wow. typically know it in pop culture, not from Mean Girls. Oh, that's interesting. A texter says we got bigger and Xier. Some say we're not even at our biggest or Xiest yet, and that's still in the future. A texter mm-hmm. says, Have any of you all watched the new Hellraiser on Hulu? Negative. Nope. I have not. I've never actually seen any Hellraiser. I've seen like parts of it. But I remember always at haunted houses as kids being like, I don't really know who that character is, but looks like bad news. Not a good thing to have a bunch of nails or whatever those things are in your head. Yeah, that would be. uh... It sounds painful. Oh, looks like we've got our buddy John checking in, Roush. Oh, hey, John. Good morning, everyone, John says. Hey, thanks for the advice yesterday. My form went well last night. Good luck to Roush and family with the new edition coming. Your family's in my thoughts and prayers. Oh, that's nice, John. God, is the weekend we get basketball, baseball, and football. Hey, what happens when it rains cats and dogs? You have to be careful not to step in a poodle. Oh, wow. And the cats (laughs) will stomp all over those baby dogs of Mississippi State. Levis will play crazy awesome. We got the victory by 14 points. Well, have a great weekend. Got to go. Talk to you later. We do not condone stomping on puppies, but the Mississippi State Bulldogs can get it. Go Cats. John, that's all we get from the forum is just it, it went it went great. I was I was hoping to know what your policies are going to yeah. be if you do get elected to the school board. Did you do the Michael Scott shareholder, shareholder twirl? Ooh, or the white speech on the podium. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We need to. We need more details, John. Did you all see the report on the potential of a college basketball summer league? Yeah, Calipari was uh, talking about it. 
That would be awesome. They, I, we've, Roush, we've been talking about like a for college football to take over spring and college basketball to do stuff in summer. We've we've been talking about it. Although Calipari has been talking about it for a while, so I'm not saying Long time. Maybe, yeah. you know, I'd say maybe we were like the second ones ever to mention it ever. But he has been mentioning it quite a bit, and uh, for it, totally for it. Yeah, more uh, more college sports that are either I don't even care if they're they don't even have to be totally meaning meaningful games. They could be exhibitions. I'm cool with that. Yeah, and they, all other college sports do it too. Baseball plays a fall season. Volleyball plays a spring season, and it's usually a month. And they only play a couple of games, and it's not really a big deal. You know, win or loss, it's just extra games to get more work in. Like that's all. That's all you need. Some extra yeah. games and give us something to watch. But don't make the NCAA tournament bigger. Everybody just needs to hush up about it, especially Ken Palm. Yeah, I, I don't I don't understand. Like, Who feels like we need to get to 80 teams? It's just People, Power 5 conferences want more money. That's all it yeah. is. Jim Beheim back in like 2006 made a big push to like make it 90 teams. Because he's always teams. been on the bubble. He like lives on the bubble. But it got some steam back then, but ultimately it was shut down. But now it's it's rumbling back up again, and you almost wonder how long you can keep knocking it away. But gosh, just stop! Don't stop! Don't ruin! Like, just quit it. The part that annoys me too, TJ, is that they're like, "Oh, well, if it gets to eighty teams, then you just play the first sixteen. Like the first sixteen teams will whittle down to sixty-four in the first week, and then the field of sixty-four plays the week after." It's like, well, that kind of. Uh, the whole point of the tournament is it's kind of a sprint and you've got to be at your best for like a month straight. There's no such thing as momentum if you give a team a week off. That that, that completely changes the nature of how that tournament's played. And just, I, I would like for them to make some rule of just locking it in. Just having it, hey, we're never changing it. Uh, that would make everybody, I think, feel warm and comfortable inside. Uh, and, and if they move it to 80, then how long is it before they move it to another number? And then when they move it to that number, how long is it before you yeah. move it to another number? And then at what point it's just like, well, why, why, why are we even doing a regular season? Do a couple practice games and then just get into this 356-team tournament. And uh, it's just nonsense. So cut it out, everybody. Cut it out. Big game tomorrow night. Need the fans to show up and offense to not fumble on the first play. Yeah, that would be a great start. Yeah. But yeah, who ideal? Hey, who were the people we used to give shout outs to? Aaron and Taylor. Yeah, shout out. We to should them. shout them out. Aaron yeah. and Taylor. We can't take any. We can't take any risk. Trevor, give your toilet a break. Don't buy twenty eight dollars worth of Taco Bell in your system. Oh, there was a guy that did you see? I I didn't actually watch the video. I just saw the tweet of the guy who was on Fox Business talking about like. I went to Taco Bell and it cost me twenty eight dollars for lunch, which just. I guess that text was for the Rutherford show, uh, and I'm guessing Trevor maybe spent twenty eight dollars worth of Taco Bell, or maybe they're just alluding to what video you're talking about. No, they spent probably twenty five thirty minutes yesterday talking about all their food places and how much money they spend and how much chicken nuggets, yada yada. Yeah, it was it was wild. The, the $28, though, like recently did a Taco Bell venture. It was a, it was a family Taco Bell, right? It wasn't just for mom and pop. Like, we got to get the son something now. 
and even then, like it didn't touch twenty dollars. Like, well, um, and I'm only joking about the quality radios. We spent like fifteen minutes talking about Halloween events to do in Louisville to finish hour number one. But I'm guessing so. Trevor spent twenty eight dollars at Taco Bell. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. wild. I mean it's obviously just an insane thing to do. But he's a he's mm-hmm. a wild and crazy guy. He does wild and crazy things. But that is not the norm. Nope, not at all. Crazy, one might even say. Yeah, I mean that's 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 wild. But that's our that's our Trevor. Uh, <laughs> but he always has like there's always some excuse. Like I bet like I without even listening to it, Scoots. Did he say something along the lines of like, but that was my, that was three meals for me. Like that was, that was, uh, did he, did he preface it somehow? I, I don't think so. No, okay. not, not that I recall, but they were also talking about Chick-fil-A and Mike was saying how he gets a 30 nugget meal for eleven ninety nine, and then Trevor had to combat that. It was just a mess. <laughs> A texter was saying, I was just making a joke about all the literal holes in the king's body. Oh, man, that one went right over our head. Oh, man. That's Gosh. on us. Stand up. Jeez, Louise. That's that was a great test. We're just, just stupid. It's a long week. This is, yeah. Oh, boy. Man, really. Whew. We're dumb. Uh, texter says, my brother is a South End Steve. He throws up on himself three or four times a day. What's the big deal? Yeah, that story, although I just have no idea who that guy is within UK athletics. Chris Ward. Um, went, he's He's been an administrator. And I, I don't even know technically what his job is. Like associate assistant for basketball operations. Not sure what that entitles. But he, he showed up for the national championship season. And then, yeah, went and um, got – I mean, that was an aggressive DUI. I got old school, like you're – Covering your own vomit with the car in gear on a sidewalk. Just, yeah. And, you know, bad. everybody could have their own story. You, you theoretically don't, could it have been a medical reaction to, you know, some people, if you have any sort of alcohol with something that could, it, it can cause a reaction. It's, but yeah, it certainly doesn't look good. Certainly seems like some, uh, maybe even a cry for help potentially, but no idea. So that wasn't good, but is, is there like a shortage of Lyft and Uber drivers in Lexington? Because that is a really solid resource, and I just can't. Like like, there's been some some issues. Yeah, quite a few. Quite a few. Clean it up. Clean it up. UK Athletics. Yeah. Ooh, we've got a meme, and it's the couple laying in bed. She says he's probably thinking of other women. Uh, me. What if Liam Cohen stayed? <laughs> I hope that meme isn't what ends up being our reality. I'm not ready to yeah. get there yet, but I do know folks maybe are maybe certainly headed in that direction. He did not. He did not spend twenty eight dollars. It was discussed on Fox News about inflation. A guy claimed he spent twenty eight dollars on his lunch. Oh, so it wasn't Trevor. Uh, I, I, maybe I heard it wrong, but I thought Trevor said that's what he spends at Taco Bell too. So I could be wrong though. Happens. There, there is one way I could see that happening. Like if you ever go to a fast food place in one of those big cities and it's like a, uh, 
but you know, you know how airports they mark the hell up out of their stuff. I could see if he was like eating it at an airport and he got two things that it could be twenty eight dollars. Yeah, they they really try to gouge you. I mean, he he always had those food stories when he was with us on Kentucky Roll Call. Yeah, like he's he can the dude can put down some food. I mean, I've personally seen him order on DoorDash one night from a barbecue place and spent ninety eight dollars. So, I mean, that's that's crazy. That is crazy. And he was just ordering for himself. I think he may have gotten his mom something too, but still, ninety eight bucks. I mean, that changes. Maybe maybe his mom balled out. You know, yeah, there could always be another side of the story, Scoots. I guess you just never know. Oh, All right, uh, do we have any more text, or are we ready to get into the picks? Uh, one more. Picks. Oh, what do we got next? Trevor only eats soft tacos with meat and cheese only. I'm his best friend. I know. Yeah. Well, there you have loser. it. What a loser. Um, do we do we want to pick a favorite text right now? Um, j- just whoever really wants the the tickets, you know, because like, what if our favorite texter just has no interest in going to the game or no possibility of going to the game. So why don't like over the next five or six minutes, if you really want the tickets text in and then we'll pick among those texters. So we'll, we'll, we'll do it that way. Um, And in the meantime, I haven't added up scoots picks from last week. If I'm being honest. Oh, and three, not, not very hard. Yep. Well, you're in good points. Bad. I went 0 and 3 2. Uh, although all my teams won, I just they didn't cover, which is unfortunately part of the of the contest. So Nick had a good week. He went two and one. Allegedly, he's just telling us that I didn't. I didn't yeah, we'll the, uh, the I had a bad beat. Uh, it was a one point fail to cover too because a dude got stripped at the goal line um, with hot dogging it in the end zone, an eighty yard touchdown. So like, yeah, uh, you can't go hot dogging it. Yeah, he hot dog, and some dude came behind and popped the ball free. But hey, don't worry, I'm gonna keep giving you some winners. Am I? I, I guess I'm still atop the leaderboard. Well, you you advanced your lead, so you have 15 points. You have the only winning record currently after my embarrassing 0 and three week. You're 11 six and one, 15 points. You're the leader. I'm at eight nine and one with 10 points. Scoots is in the rear, seven eleven, eight points. I'll start. Uh, by going down to Rocky Top. And I think that I'm going to change up my selection from what I thought. I, I thought I wanted Bama minus seven, but now I just want the the over in this game. So Ooh, Roush is scared. Roush is a little scared. Oh no, screw it. You're Alabama minus seven. Suck it balls, Rocky Top, you're the worst. <laughs> but I'm probably gonna bet the over in that game as well. Like you always got to love bowling somebody into a pick. Hey, you do what you want when you're popping. Uh, I'm going to take Oklahoma given nine points versus Kansas. Right now, you can currently get juice on that bet, which means the money's coming in on, meaning that line's probably going to go down. Um, so you could probably get it at a better number where nine would be a winner. I The quarterback's not playing, right, for Kansas? Probably not, but Oklahoma also might be without their quarterback. I don't. So, yeah. I, I don't care. I'm the o- Oklahoma get well game, kind of get well game. I know they stink and they're really, really terrible, but they're. I'm. I. They're gonna just trust me on this one. Scoots. Okay. 
All right, I'm I'm employing a new strategy this week. I am going to I took my three picks and I'm just going to take the opposite since I've been sucking it up. So I Ooh. like Michigan. I like Michigan minus seven. Give me Penn State plus seven. Okay. Oh, fading, oh, I, himself. fading himself. What week are we in? Is this week? <laughs> this is week, week seven. Six? Yeah, week seven. Whatever. Already, already don't trust myself. That's not. That's, that's a little too early to be fading yourself. But that's hey. Again. Hey, I, I've done. I've already done it once this year too, Scoot. So I'm not going to blame <laughs> you at all. I, I am going to stay on the TCU Horn Frogs train. Just it's, it treated me well last week. Their offense is cooking. Oklahoma State's defense will banged up. So give me the TCU Horn Frogs minus four. Okay. Got you, got you down for that one. My second one, I, I don't often pick against SEC teams in out-of-conference games. Either I'll pick them or usually stay away from the games. But I think Arkansas is just broken. Give me BYU. And also, it's a pretty weird random game, if I'm being honest with everybody. It's it very is dumb to put yeah. this on the schedule. Very dumb. Agreed. I'm not sure yeah. if KJ Jefferson is going to play either. Yeah, I, think, I mean, he, he just seems to be banged up in perpetuity. Yep. Yep. Perfect. All right. There you go. Yep. No, Indi- broke, and I think the internet broke up. Indiana hosting Maryland this week. I like the Hoosiers plus 11 and a half. Give me Maryland minus 11 and a half. Are you oh. sure this game's happening? I'm sure. Yeah. I also wasn't 100% sure. Um, also, I need to make another correction because, you know, this is a radio show that doesn't like being wrong. Uh, the, the Scotties, the Scotties, Iroquois or whatever it was that we were talking about the other day for the high school sign. The reason they do that font is because all of the fonts are that way, which was kind of silly that we didn't at least acknowledge that. But it's still also, I don't know, I feel like it could look better. But still, good honor. Are you sure? Yeah, they all do it that sideways, weird ways. Oh, they do it sideways, but it was a different font though, right? It looked more Comic Sansy. It did, yes. And I think it was like the double-sided, like two two tier, which all the other ones are just single. But they do do it that way. That's why they did it that gotcha. way. My lock of the week, not getting too crazy here. Uh, cats are getting four points. It's get right time. Give me the cats. Lock it up. Kentucky plus four. Lock of the week. All right. I hope you have really hope. You're right, and I hope it's in a winning effort. It'll be a bummer if you are right, but the Cats still don't win. Uh, I like Florida. This number keeps coming down, which means maybe I should be a little bit more cautious here. But give me Florida given two and a half versus LSU. I just think they're better. It probably will be a close game, but I think the, the Gators win by a touchdown. There's my lock of the week, and I need to I need to have a better week. The last week was embarrassing. I apologize. I uh, got spurned by Utah last week, so I like USC plus three and a half, but give me Utah minus three and a half. Yeah, that, that's I think that's the right side, Scoots. I'm I, I'm probably going to oh, go if I go across now. the river. Uh, yeah, I, but it, it, USC's stinky. There's also um, our friend the Bear has this stat: six and O teams that are favored against uh, or that are dogs against four and two teams over the last five years are three and twelve. Uh, against this straight up like they just even as it just doesn't go well for them um usc's i think is just overrated so I'll, i like the youths ain't playing nobody paul all right well there's our picks of the week uh stay updated or just forget about it for next week 
Uh, okay, another texter says, how about every team plays a mini tournament before the big tournament with all the winners automatically qualifying, and maybe we can get can group these mini tournaments by conference affiliation, or maybe I'm just an idiot. <laughs> oh, that's good text. A lot of fun. Uh, I'm I'm for doing no for the NCAA tournament. Let's just keep let's just do the NCAA tournament. What we've been doing, it's a lot of fun. It's a good event. We don't need to go tinkering with good things. If it ain't broke, don't go don't go fixing it. I'm okay. wanting tickets for no Kentucky Thrones radio. I'm such a big fan. Listen to the replay also. Well, the other texts are just the people who want the tickets, so now we just need to decide amongst them. But really, none of those people sent in all that great of a text, if we're being honest. So, uh, But somebody did just send in a picture of their dog, which is a pug. So maybe this is my way to get right with pugs. Ooh, that's a good good point. Good point, TJ. I can feel better for my conscience. Okay, what is our picks for the cats? Scoots, everybody's dying to know. Oh, man. I am going to go Mississippi State, 21-17. Not a bad choice because if Kentucky's going to lose, it's because of their inability to score. However, I just – we've seen Stoops – like I'm giving Stoops the benefit of the doubt here. He lays stinkers once a year, right, TJ? The stinker was South Carolina – but he has proven time and time again he has a good way of getting people getting right. He's got guys back healthy. It's all about playing just a clean football game and letting the other team make the terrible self-inflicted mistakes. I'm going to say Kentucky 27, Mississippi State 24. Oh man, I hope you're right. I, I don't I just think the the cats are a little little broken on offense right now and the defense can only do so much. I think it's a good defense, but I don't think it's a, a an elite defense that's going to go out there and win you games on a weekly basis. That's really tough to do for a defense. So uh, I I hope the offense looks good. I think even with Will Levis, I, I think one thing we haven't really even talked about and we're out of time to do it is even if he plays, what's his what if he takes a bad hit? What if he what if they have to run him a little well, bit more? He's he's going to take a hit. Yeah, he he will. And what's that going to look like? Um, so I, I've got some I've got some doubt. I, I think the cats fall twenty three to ten, and I really hope to be wrong. Really, Jeez, hope to be that's wrong. a big one. I'm I'm hopeful that I get to tweet out like new baby Roush is one and zero as a cats fan. Like that that's really what we need. We need some good mojo on our side. Well, everybody have a good weekend. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks for the text. Uh, the, this is also probably the last time you'll be hearing from me for a while because uh, I think regardless, if we're not, uh, no matter what, we'll be if baby doesn't come before the game, we're going in Monday. So Also, well, don't forget, starting Monday, you'll call me legend for a year. <laughs> Scooter legend dingus, the old man. Hey, happy birthday, buddy. Thanks, yes. pal. Yeah, Scoots, have a great birthday. Live Enjoy it up. some splatty platties. Oh, yeah, have some fun. Get your favorite bag of chips. You I'll, actually be, I'll actually be close to Lexington calling a midway football game. Well, if you need any rec- recommendations. I'll hit you I up. Don't know any, anywhere in midway, but I'm sure somebody on the text <laughs> line probably does. All right, we've alerted the winner of the tickets. Thanks for everybody who texted in. We'll, we'll probably give away tickets another time as well so we appreciate it and everybody have a good weekend be safe go cats by 90 this is kentucky roll call
Look out. Way to go, Ralph. Proud of you, buddy.